Mark Augustine is a is a good developer, a great operator. Um, he has, I believe, one in one in Salina, nice one in Abilene, nice to wherever he puts them up, he puts them in right. And I'm expecting the same thing here. I think it'll be great. Progress on a planned travel plaza and a look at the R9 water project schedule coming up. I'm Becky Kaiser with Hayes Post and Eagle Radio News, talking with Hayes Vice Mayor Sandy Jacobs and City Manager Toby Doherty on this episode of the Post Podcast. So a TIF is uh, tax increment financing, and basically the mechanism allows the uh, pre-development property tax um, to be offset by the post-development property tax, and then that gap can be used for um, uh, to reimburse the developer for hard costs. So um, right now it's vacant ground, so the taxes are very low. So let's just say it's $100 a year. Um, after development, there's going to be a travel plaza there. The taxes will be higher. So let's say the taxes are $10,000 a year. Um, that $9,900 um, of increment can be used to help reimburse the developer for um, the land costs, land grading, land preparation costs, and the street water, sewer infrastructure needed um, for the property. Now, these uh, economic incentives, and I know the city has its own policy, but are these um, warranted by the city and or by the state? I mean, in other words, are there formulas that have to be followed? They're all um, allowed by state statute. So, yes, we have to follow all the state statutes regarding any incentive, whether it's community improvement district or industrial revenue bonds or uh, rural housing incentive districts. Those are all allowed by statute. Now, um, cities can have their own policies that um, um, modify differently or more restrictively than state statute, um, but they can't be more liberal than state statute. And when, when are we looking at this travel plaza? to come? I guess we should say this is a 24-7. We actually have a small travel store uh, south of I-70. This one we're talking about it on the north side of I-70 at exit 157. Right. This will be a larger travel plaza with a uh, truck stop. Um, component to it. And uh, I believe construction will begin next year with the hope of opening spring of 25. Sandy, you were saying earlier when we were talking too that the developer uh, has several of these in this area, well-known reputation. He does. Mark Augustine is a a good developer, a great operator. Um, He has, I believe, one in in Salina, nice one in Abilene, nice to wherever he puts them up, he puts them in right. And I expecting the same thing here. I think it'll be great. What is the advantage to the city of Hayes? I mean, local residents might not go there a whole lot, but obviously sitting on I-70, we could be attracting a traveler to stop and maybe stay in Hayes a while. Well, it all of that plus the sale of gas, you know, it, all the sales tax that will come in from that travel plaza is going to be a huge, huge increase for us. And we're excited about that piece. One of the other things that occurred during the evening and uh, last night and actually kicked off the meeting is something that is so nice to see uh, the city of Hayes awarding and recognizing employees who've been with the city for a long time with uh, years served between five and 40 years. And Sandy, I know this is just near and dear to your heart. And you were figuring out how many years that is. A total of 490 years, they figured, uh, Aaron did from Human Resources and that Per person, that was way up. There. It averaged eighteen years a piece, I think. It, you know, it, there's it's such a credit to so many areas. It's not only a great working environment, and that happens starts from the top with Toby's leadership, all of the department heads. But Erin Giebler, our HR director, she has just been done a yeoman's job in understanding 
insurance, understanding benefits, being able to explain that to our associates. Everyone, anybody that needs any information, Aaron's there for them, and it has made a huge difference for the city, including not only no increases in insurance, but slight little decreases when everybody else is getting increases. And that's pretty amazing there, uh, as you said, just that decrease with, again, as uh, things are going, becoming more costly and everything's going up, the commissioners were very pleasantly pleased. And it's true that the Aaron does this education, and I've heard her say before that the employees are educating the new employees on making suggestions this is the way you should go that they're they've become educated on the best ways to help save money for the for the city entirely. for the city and themselves yes. you know they they figured out the process for themselves with with the high deductible plans and when they first came out i was still bank in banking at that time and it was very hard to understand and hard to convert people over to that but erin has a grasp of it and she gets it but like you said they teach each other because once they see the the benefit of it, they can tell the next person that comes in, and oh, you should be doing this. And they want them to react the same way. You know, they really think through before they jump into medical situations. They think through what they're doing, why they're doing, and they're just not running to the ER every day. Not that they shouldn't go when they're needed, but it doesn't need to be that maybe in some cases. Well, the good news coming out about the insurance. Uh, Toby, we wanted to also talk about, um, we were mentioning the Travel Plaza at exit 157. And another item that was approved last night was a water main realignment in that area. But it actually has nothing to do with the Travel Plaza. This is basically a KDOT project. Right. This is due to the rebuilding of the interchange at exit 157. Um, KDOT is rebuilding that bridge and realigning the on and off ramps uh, to make the the interchange safer, more efficient, uh, allow it to carry traffic better. And that part of that, they're also rerouting Fairground Road. So the new, the new westbound off ramp will be very close to what is right now the Fairground Road area, um, where it dumps into the bypass. And then Fairground Road is going to be rerouted through the Intersys property, um, and it will connect at um, I forget the name of the street, but basically where K Dot and um, the Highway Patrol headquarters mm-hmm. are at. Um, there'll be an intersection there where Fair- Fairground Road will intersect. And so as a result of that, uh, we had a water main that's in the right-of-way, KDOT right-of-way, um, that would be essentially covered up by the, by the new road. So they asked us to move it over. And um, it's in their right-of-way, so we have no choice but to move it. Um, we had asked them um, in almost kind of a Hail Mary situation. We said, hey, would you kick in some money to help pay for this? And they graciously offered to pay for half. Uh, so... Um, we are going to, uh, I'll be signing shortly a, a reimbursement agreement and we'll, we'll receive uh, just a little under half of what the cost is to move it. So much appreciation to KDOT for um, helping out. Very good news. Do we know when that project will get underway? They're going to get notice to proceed uh, right away. And that's one of those things that the water line reca- relocation, they can work over the winter um, huh. because all they have to do is put the new water line in and then they'll uh, make the tie-in when the, when the new water line is complete. They'll make the tie-ins. Um, so they can work at their leisure. They can take advantage of, um, of um, you know, nicer days, less snow days, and, and get it done. So I would say they'll probably start pretty quickly. We'll be looking for that. Sandy, we also wanted to talk about one of your favorite topics. Got an update on the Arnon Ranch Water Project last night from the project manager, John Brown, and also the property manager, Chris Smith. John uh, initially started talking about the project to update it, basically talking about how it's 
divided into two parts. There's the well field part that we work on and then the pipeline itself. And he had a, I think it was you that asked about if he was happy with the timeline. Oh, yeah. He's he's ready to go. He's, and he thinks maybe it could be pushed ahead I'm a little gonna bit. I'm going to say out loud that he said maybe it'll go a little <laughs> faster. But I think, it. you know, John is, is a great project manager. And as I stated last night, he was ready to retire. And after conversations with Toby, took on this project and he's just done a great job and you can see when he reports he loves it and he lives it and that's a really good thing chris the same way as manager down at the ranch we had the opportunity to take senator moran down there a couple weeks ago and and some commissioners and um you just see the pride with which everything is happening down there we're doing everything right as we said we would and we will continue to do well toby let's talk about some of the details of this um John talked about the uh, easements and pre-acquisition, which is kind of a funny term to me. What does that mean exactly? We have a land acquisition firm um, on contract right now to advise us on all the pre-acquisition services. There are um, potentially 250-some parcels that we're going to have to acquire as part of this, and it could be well over 150 landowners um, that we have to deal with. And um, we're looking at different routes right now. We, we've got a, a, a general route picked out, but now we're just looking at the nuances of, of how we go around some creeks and, and, and things like that. Talking about about 67 miles yes. from Edwards County? Yep, and uh, it varies depending on route from 67 to 65, but roughly it, we use 67 miles. Um, and so the, 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 the land acquisition company is helping us with coming up with an overall strategy. Um, helping us develop our land acquisition procedures and protocols and 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 make some spending recommendations to the governing body as, as far as who has approval to offer what and sign checks for what. Um, talk about signing checks. You know, you want the, the land acquisition firm that we ultimately hire to have some money in their account to be able to, you know, a land acquisition walks into a property owner, negotiates, and is able to write them a check and not have to go through, you know, three weeks of waiting. Um coming up with a cost estimate for the actual land acquisition. Um, so these are all things we're working on right now. And then probably sometime next month, um, we'll get with the governing body and executive session and present the route, the land acquisition strategy. And then the next phase would be to actually hire the land acquisition firm to acquire those properties. Um, once that final route determination has been made, um, we will hire surveyors um, to go in and start surveying the route. And survey by statute can happen ahead of land acquisition. Um, it's, it's with public utilities and, and, and public ownership. Um, so survey will happen ahead of time, and you've got to have the survey to actually prepare the acquisition documents. Um, but as John mentioned, that could take up to six months to, to do the survey. Um, so there could be some land acquisition happening right behind the survey. So it'll be a, it'll be a very complex moving process for a while. Exciting. And Sandy, we wanted to let everybody know, we've talked about this before, but the, the ranch, of course, is is no longer an operating ranch. It's, it has been in conjunction with the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks, converted to what everybody was calling Weehaw, the walk-in <laughs> hunting area. And that's really, uh, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be it is. quite an It's be the seventh largest in the state of Kansas. We have 6,800 6, acres of walk-in hunting. And when we were down there, we got the opportunity to see the signage, the fencing, and some of the parking areas, and, and you can see the hunters getting ready to go in. 
and November 1st they start, you know, with, with, with pheasant season, we'll start having them on the land. We're very excited about it. And that uh, should also be an economy, economic boost to the city of Kinsley and Edwards County, absolutely, I would think. Absolutely, absolutely. We know how much money hunters can spend when, they, when they're out and around, especially in our area. Same thing will happen down there, I do believe. I think it'll be a great economic 